Welcome, my name is Amapola Ramirez and this is Chicana Moms Podcast. In this podcast, I talk to you about my life as a Chicana and I also share with you my knowledge. I strongly believe that unidas creamos cambio. Vamos a empezar. Welcome Chicana Moms, I hope you're doing effing amazing. Thank you so much for being here and clicking at Chicana Moms and spending these minutes and listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. And oh my God, it is amazing. Like, let me tell you, I am very grateful and thankful for each and one of you. And I could see it on my, I think it's called analytics. <laughs> of who listens to my podcast, what area, where it's coming from, like what, um, if it's iTunes or Anchor and majority are iTunes. And I just want to say thank you so much because every single day it is a flow of followers that I never in my life imagined. It's crazy fucking amazing. Like I have to tell you. Es algo que, like, dije, oh, voy a empezar mi Chicana Moms podcast y pues Dios dirá, right? Oh, my goodness. It is, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Every day I have new followers and I feel like we're all a family. I don't know. I just, because I get so many messages from many of you and just tell me that, you know, they love the podcast. You keep doing what I'm doing. And, oh, my goodness, like, thank you. Thank you for taking that time to letting me know that because... A veces, like, I'm just like, mm, did they get the message from this? Like, I can see that they're clicking. I can see the numbers are going up. But, like, I want to hear from them. It's just so different. It really is. But thank you. Thank you so much, honestly. And today I have a topic um, with a beautiful guest that is going to share her knowledge. And the topic of today is pretty much topic that many people think that you know I came out fine I got hit when I was younger me lo merecía porque era travieso porque era traviesa y me, me, lo, me lo merecía porque I didn't listen and of course I deserved to be hit or you know to get time out excessively throughout my childhood like that's what I want to talk about in one of my groups in my center I split the the groups in two. I had the ones that were going to address as to why it's important not to hit or neglect or child abuse, um, bring child abuse into a home, which is, you know, violence. And the other had to say why they believed it was good because I did that because I had many of the parents say that they needed it. Even those parents say kids nowadays need to need to be spanked, need to be punished because nowadays kids are like horrible. They don't listen. And, but a lot of the times, obviously we can get into so much, but the way we parent our kids, the kids give that back to us if it's positive or negative. So if you are that person who can relate to this, this episode is for you. I can relate to it. I grew up with child abuse. Like, I was abused. 
Um, and I didn't appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't deserve it. Not at all. And I am not embarrassed to say it. You know, it's back then in my late mid or late twenties, I'm 39 now. I own it. Like I have to, and I want to own my shit because to me, it's like, okay, I already have lived. Well, I still have, hopefully God, (laughs) so much more to live, but I have gone through some stuff in my life that I'm just like, oh my God, really? Like, was I really like dwelling on that when it was unnecessary? You know, so I have already put myself in this mindful, how can I say like in this mindful approach of just accepting that part of me that was abused because I always, and I try my best, I should say, I try really hard and and I'm in tune with myself. I, that's how I can honestly express myself right now. I am in tune with myself. I know what I like. I know what I love. I know what I don't like. I don't like conflict, but I can speak my mind. I can be very cool, but there's those triggers. Those triggers that remind me of when I was little, being told what to do and I didn't have a voice. And... As an adult now, I am, I'm cool. But if there's somebody that tries to be disrespectful or passive aggressive, it's just rude, I, I will speak my mind. I, I can be a bitch. I can be a bitch. But I thank God, honestly, that doesn't come out. It doesn't come out like it used to back when I was a teenager because I am aware of my triggers. I am aware that if someone makes a comment to make me feel like, um, like, oh, like if you're stupid or you're not important or that does trigger me. I like people to be upfront with me in a very like, hey, let me help you. Hey, this. Okay, cool. But if you're trying to play these games of like, I guess I don't even know, like Two-Face, I don't like that stuff. And that triggers me a lot. And there was a time in my life where I stood back and I said, why did that trigger me? Like, who cares what people think? And I found myself in this place where I'm like, you know what? It's not even of what they're saying. What, the reason it triggers me is because I experienced it in the past so many times of growing up, feeling like you don't have a voice, you're not important. Um, and because I experienced that too many times when I was younger now as an adult that is one of my triggers I will speak up but it doesn't happen as much why I think because honestly I put myself in this in this mode where it's like just bring love into your life I'm just bringing love into my life I'm not going to be in no one's doormat of course I I don't I don't want to put myself there and I'm not but it's It's been challenging. It's been challenging to at times really just reflect, put that reflection back on myself and be like, it's okay. Or why am I feeling this? And just, just move on. You know, these positive affirmations, like I'm smart, I'm safe, etc. But I've come a long way and I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud of myself, um, for, for owning my stuff. 
and for accepting the things I couldn't change when I was little, when I was an adolescent. And even as a young adult, there's, I still had a difficult time. Even now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, oh, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm just saying the fact that I'm more aware now. And I do have my moments where, like, I get these, like, like these triggers in my mind of those memories. And I try my best to reflect back. So it varies like a roller coaster. And I think maybe many of you can relate to where you can be cool. And you're like, all right, cool. I feel good. And then here comes, like, this anxiety, these fears. And then all these memories start to creep up because we start feeding into it. And, you know, I remember, um, like, it hasn't happened lately, but I would have dreams of having so much, like, anger towards my mother in my dreams. And I would wake up and I would have these, like, feelings like, I don't want to hate my mom. I don't hate her, but I just didn't like those. I don't know if there's a certain word for those, but it's those feelings you have after you wake up and you're like, oh my God, it felt so fucking real. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And, and I would put myself and I'm like, I forgive her. It's not even her. It's me. Whatever it is that happened in the past, I can't change anymore. It's the thoughts that I continue to feed and, and I get it. I get it. I just have to accept the fact that the these are consequences of those situations that happen and it's my responsibility at my pace to just move forward. Um, my mom still triggers me. I'm pretty sure I trigger her too because I, like I said, sometimes I speak my mind when I feel triggered. When there's those triggers, I speak it. I'm not rude. I won't cuss like crazy and whatever. No, I'll like, I'll say what I think is right I might be wrong majority of the time but it's just a process that I'm still working on um but I've come a long way I have to say I definitely have come a long way but other than that you guys um if you grew up with um, child abuse then you understand if you don't that's okay we're all in different paths here we're not here to judge on each other if you find yourself judging others for stuff that they're going through, it's not even their situation that's bothering you. It's your own. It's always going back and reflect what is happening with myself. Why do I seem to be bitchy, <laughs> judgmental, whatever? It all goes back to us. So this topic of today is going to address pretty much all those individuals that pretty much say... I grew up being hit and I deserved it and I'm fine. That there is, this podcast is for you if you ever caught yourself saying that. So let's just get started. Hola Chicana Mom. So today there's um, someone very special from Latinx Parenting and I'm going to have her introduce herself to you. So let's go for it. Um, <laughs> my name is Lisette Toscano and I am half of Latinx Parenting. Um, my other half in Latinx Parenting is Leslie um, Hillenbrandt and we both co-founded uh, Latinx Parenting. 
a little bit of who we are, where um, sort of our vision for parenting is shifting the paradigm of parenting towards creating a trauma-informed, nonviolent approach and creating connection and compassion within the homes. Um, and we really f are focusing on Latinx families and allies and making sure that we're pro providing family and parent education that encompasses all aspects of cultural, social, political, and economic um, differences within the family. So we're really focusing on, on parent education, parent coaching, and providing resources to uplift um, our community, but also to acknowledge the resiliency and to provide these sources for healing and cause sort of like a ripple yeah. effect, right? So families will heal, their children will heal, and then communities will heal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just so beautiful and so needed. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And um, how did you guys meet? How did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. We um we met online through like well, social media through yeah. Instagram, and we both I, were teaching separately at the time, and it was really awesome to the see. Same program. Yeah, the same. Oh. So we're trained by um Echo Parenting Education, which is now Echo oh, Training. Yeah. Um, but we were also trained by the same person, which, which is our mentor, Ruth Beagleholm, and she was teaching and I was teaching at the same time and it was so aligned and I was like so attuned to what she was, she was doing and she, at the end, we got to meet each other and saw how aligned we were in our, like, our vision and values and how to support families. Yeah. So, um... Leslie said, hey, you want to like co-found this with me? And I said, sure. And I was really grateful for the opportunity. And thus, we have grown really, really big. And nice. there's a lot of growth to continue. But I think that it's been great to, to meet someone. I mean, you hear a lot about people who meet on social media and the effects of that. And yeah. I definitely feel like this was one of us. We were meant to be. <laughs> yes. Yes. And co-found and work together and do this work together. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I also know Leslie. Uh -huh. Well... I felt like I was coming in, like, you know, brand new into Instagram because I would be on it, but not into like a community that I've created already. Yeah. And I could honestly say I'm so grateful for her because she was like the one that really reached out to me and like very friendly. Like, I love her. I will forever appreciate that yeah. friendship and the way she just, um, I, I, how can I say it? She invited me to her birthday event yeah. and it was so nice. I, what I really appreciate, as we're going on about Leslie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I really appreciate also about her and like just feeling connected to what you're sharing is yeah. that she's also willing to give her knowledge. Like yeah. she, I think, is just willing to like support and like this is what I know and she's very knowledgeable in different areas outside of parenting and just like social media and like, and she's really willing to like, hey, this is, there's no hoarding of the information. It's just really wanting exactly. to help. So yeah, that's so nice. So forever be grateful for her. Me <laughs> too, because it's just like I. Whenever I see you, I feel so comfortable. Like I, your energy is so awesome. Oh, <laughs> just to you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So you share with us. You know. Um. I guess the mission behind Latinx parenting. Um. So if you can share, I mean, and the purpose of this too, and bringing your knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, is because in our community, obviously, um, the Latino community, a lot of it is like, oh, I grew up being hit and boys me lo merecia, you know, and things like yeah. that. And, and I always, there is a struggle with that. Like, yeah, because, absolutely. Yeah. So if you can just 
let's start off with discussing the different types of like child abuse so just kind of like dissecting this whole situation on this topic I should say that's such a like big question I was looking at that and mm -hmm. uh, I, I so the first thing that comes to mind is to think about overall power that we hold as adults for children right mm -hmm. we they are what we say the largest minority because they don't have a lot of choice I mean we make policies over yeah. them over their bodies we <laughs> are doing a lot of decisions you know every day for them but you know one of the main pieces one of the main abuses that I can come up with or that maybe you can also add is like mm -hmm. emotional abuse yeah. mental abuse physical abuse and I would even add spiritual abuse around yeah. like you That's know hurting their spirit or hit or hurting their soul around being you may be using violent words or maybe using things that can harm mm -hmm. them moving away from who they truly are yeah yeah and that yeah. overall neglect right yes overall neglect of just loving them the way they need to be loved versus like you say like we tend to be oh this is what's best for the child but a lot of times it's not best for the child yeah 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 okay. it's about i always think about abuse and power together yeah. and if we can't we can't have a a conversation around abuse that so we can't talk about power and the loss of power for children in connection to us as, as, as adults so yeah definitely feel like and in our parenting classes we talk about violence and mm -hmm. um we name it and we say that violence is anything that hurts the mind body emotion spirit yeah. of a child so i think that's a broader definition and more um gives us more of a of, of an understanding of how to protect and and he, and not only just protect, but give voice to children. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're saying that, it just takes me how a lot of the times many homes um, tend to like raise their voice because then kids are trained to only listen when they're yelled at, yeah. right? Yeah. So yelling at ch uh, the child at the home, it, that's violent. Yeah, and it is. People don't know that. It's like, no, pues no le pego, no le, le grito. But still, uh -huh. like what you're saying, yeah. it's still violent. Or like I also hear, no le pego, pero lo pongo en la esquina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, mm, ¿por cuánto tiempo? Pues basado en su edad, you know, based on his age. Yeah, that one minute. That one yeah. minute or two minutes or three minutes. Yeah. And I say, that's also violence, right? Yeah. You're isolating the child. Exactly, and yeah. And a lot of psychological effects happen from them. Mm -hmm. yeah. The abandonment, if they already feel abandoned, right? Yes, the yeah. abandonment, that I'm not good enough, that I'm going to have to sit alone in my feelings. Yes. All of that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess, you know, if you would like to share like your story growing up, and I'll give my input as well, like, um, so that maybe other moms can relate and know that like they're not alone, you know, um, growing up, how would you explain, um, sort of my, yeah, my own history. Yeah. I am the youngest of four. Mm -hmm. So there was a big gap between my siblings and I, um, my sisters seven years apart, my then, my then older sisters, 14 years apart. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. And, oh, wow. um, we have quite the age gap. And I remember as a child, there was a lot of emotional abuse, not particularly from my parents, but from my older sibling, which was my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually have never shared that, but um, I think a lot of what stems from like my hurt, there wasn't a lot of physical violence. Okay. Um, definitely my mom would like raise her eyebrow and give us a look and you knew, la mirada, you knew, oh, yeah, I guess that, it, yeah. and, you know, she would give you the look and that was like, we shut, we shut the hell up right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a lot of the pain that I've experienced was emotional abuse and which really I think pushed me towards 
my work now, which as a therapist and doing parent education, is that many times we don't understand that you know emotional abuse or psychological abuse can be really harmful for children. Um, so so that was sort of my upbringing. My mom didn't like. I think I probably can count how many times I was spanked. And if I bring it up to my mom now, she's like, "Saliste bien? Is saliste bien? Yeah. I mean, te moriste, no te moriste, no te lastimé." And so there's a real denial yeah. of like whether it was one spanking, two spankings, or the emotional abuse. I, you know, I don't think that she's acknowledged that. Yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. My mom's like the same way. And she's like, "Hey, me dices." you know and it's just a conversation for her to know because at yeah. some point I have found myself wanting for her to just validate now and just some point say like I'm sorry mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not gonna push her force her you know but because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of things that she still needs to heal that's totally I understand that but there's still like we're saying there's still a lot of things that we personally have to heal but um, it's just like this not and I get it, but it's still like, I'm like, no, I didn't deserve it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, and I think a lot of um, people who are listening to this podcast can also relate, can also go back and think, oh my God, I was hit. And for those of you who end up at some point saying, Melomerecia, no, you didn't. No. No, you didn't, right? No. Just the statement, Melomerecia, is justifying abuse, yeah. right? And so I always think about when we say, but we turned out fine, o estamos bien. Mm-hmm. Pero realmente estamos bien? Realmente estamos? Porque si estamos justificando la violencia, no estamos bien, yeah, right? Like that, that, If we're justifying any type of violence towards ourselves or towards others, then... Are we really okay? Yeah. You know, I, I always say, like, when my mom says that, I reflect and and think about, yes, I in book, in theory, and um, I'm a very successful person, right? Like, I got to, I went to school, I did this, I'm able to manage, but what got me through that was anxiety, mm-hmm. right? It was anxiety yeah. and um, the overworking the those those are also components and under like signs of trauma and experiences right that I that were manifested later on in adult life Mm -hmm. so so to say I was okay well not really because I have a hard time self-regulating yeah I have a hard time taking deep breaths I have a hard time letting go of anxious thoughts or of control or Mm -hmm. um you know Figuring, finding a balance between overworking so I don't feel the feelings or the yeah. feel the frustration or feel any type of yeah. Uh, emotions. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. Because a lot of times it's the triggers, right? Like that PTSD mm-hmm. that kicks in because you can go into a relationship and let's say your partner is the one that's like yelling or just, and it's like, oh, it triggers you because it's like growing up, you would hear your mother, father yelling, and now you're in a relationship with theirs yelling. So there's a consistent battle, right? Sometimes it, especially if you fit in, feed into it or so. But like you said, it manifests down the line. Yeah, in your life. it does. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess you know we're gonna share with you guys just something personal, so that you understand like. We're, we're not the only ones. Yeah. There's many out there that yeah. have a story that one situation or more 
to where they remember like, man, this happened to me. My mother, my father did this to me mm-hmm. and I, I will never forget it. Maybe you can, maybe you haven't healed yet. Maybe you have. I mean, everyone's in different stages of their life, but I guess, you know, you can share yours. Yeah, I can share mine. And I also just want to add that sometimes siblings were the source of abuse um, or source of, yeah, source of abuse is what it's called. Um, And so one of my memories was um, I was five at the time and my brother was pretty, I mean, he was older, he was in high school. And there's a lot of name calling, Mm -hmm. like fat ass, you're... um, you know, you're never going to amount to anything. And I was five at the time. It was, and he was allowed to say this, you know, um, and I'll never forget this one moment where he, I was eating and I didn't want to share my food and he like threw it at me mm-hmm. and like chewed it up and threw it at me. And it was like super hard to forget it. Yeah. Super. It was, it was hard. It was a, one of those moments where like, well, who is to protect me? Exactly. And those words stay with you. I mean, I've had to now go through therapy to deal with anxiety, with eating disorders, um, and still coping and healing. There's no, like, I don't feel like there's an end sometimes um, around how to get to the core of, like, how do you heal that? How do you move on? And how do you, how do you um, mend that without yeah. feeling like you were the cause, you know? And sometimes at that time when I was five, I would yeah. say, like, I want to be a plus size model and you know who cares yeah. and that was my own coping and trying to like make sure that he didn't he knew he wasn't hurting me but yeah. the, now I'm 31 and I'm still hearing those messages when I eat you know or still hearing those messages when I'm like doubting my weight or doubting my you know yeah doubting myself in general they're pretty they're pretty ingrained yeah no I yeah. hear you and that's the thing we're like we need that like comfort at nurturing right yeah Um, we sometimes expect it from other people but then when we give it to ourselves it's like so challenging so doable but it's challenging with the process right yeah um and and i could um understand like where you're coming from with like these thoughts of those memories when I was in um, first grade, I hated my mom que me peinara, especially con las trenzas que me jalaba el pelo like so bad. Yeah. And she would never respect that. She yeah. was just kind of like, I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna deal with what I give you, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time she was me estaba peinando and she told me, ay, te voy a matar. And when she said that, my dad's like, cállate para qué le dices eso. But my dad's always been kind of like somewhat passive, so at some point. His approach didn't really help. I mean, his yeah. way of being passive didn't help. So I was kind of like, okay. So I remember her saying that. And my mom was always verbally abusive. But that time, I went to school, a first grader, five, like, what, six years old? Like, so sad because I was like, oh, my God. Like, my own mother wants to kill me. Yeah. Like, so throughout my whole life, it always stayed until I became an adolescent. I, I told her, like, I'll never forget the time you told me you wanted to kill me. Yeah. She's like, yo no dije eso. Yeah. I was like, yes, you did. I was yeah. like, yes, you did. And and that wasn't cool. And she's like, pues es que a lo mejor estaba enojada, pero I don't mean it. And yeah. just kind of dismissed it, right? But that was mo- one of other situations, right? Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, um, I ha- and as a therapist and mm-hmm. doing parenting, and, and I just came to the understanding, because there wasn't a name for it, until I started doing like um, this training for seeking safety. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Like there's a chapter in there a uh, topic it's called the split self mm-hmm. and I was like that's what it's called going back and forth uh, yeah. negative thinking positive you know what mm-hmm. I mean and and just understanding it and understanding that it's just about just accepting that part those thoughts mm-hmm. and just saying hey 
like telling yourself, I, I love you, you're going to be okay, and mm. doing that work, it just totally has helped. I don't know what, what you know, you say you were going to therapy, and mm -hmm. what is something that you normally do to bring yourself back from that, like, I guess what we call re-traumatization yeah. yeah I always find like my my re-traumatization or my trigger points exactly. I get sent back to that um and totally as, like appropriate and acceptable to have for that to happen when you've experienced trauma right to go mm -hmm. to go back to those um I, I obviously therapy but I I've done like a lot of affirmations yes. and like a lot of reparenting back to like my inner self mm -hmm. so little five-year-old Lizeth or yes. six-year-old and usually I go back to the age where I remember the trauma yeah. and try to try to like talk myself through that like you're safe now um you're you know this is this is these this no one was here for you but now you're safe yeah. um a lot of those affirmations and just self-talk to me has been really helpful and reparenting and rewiring of my brain um but you know this is hard work what we're asking of parents what we're asking of our communities to, to shift this and to yeah. change we, we has been years of trauma is really heavy for someone to hold so just want to acknowledge that as well yeah that it's gonna take time and it might seem challenging but yeah. little baby steps go a long way right yeah like those positive affirmations like i'm worthy i'm safe yeah you know, i do have people that love me even mm -hmm. you know and, and just reminding reminding of that yeah um so i guess let's discuss why do people say and i think you did touch base a little bit um I got hit growing up and I turned out fine and how that manifests in person in a person's life with other relationships not just obviously with their partners you mm -hmm. know but what other relationships can you address that they could manifest besides or adding you know partner yeah I think in any type of intimate relationships mm -hmm. we'll have challenges when we say I think another point to address before that is why we say that. Why do we say, you know, like, me lo merecía o estaba bien? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that for us culturally, we use a lot of humor to yeah. disguise the pain and, and the nicknames, and nicknames to disguise the fear and pain that we felt, right? So it's almost been become, I mean, and you see the memes and you see a lot of the, that, like, how much laughter and, and like humor is hidden, the pain is hidden within, right? And it's acceptable. Like, um, we laugh at like how controlling moms were or yeah. how much how, of, of abuse. And, um, and I also like to think about trauma bonding, you know, how when we're children, like we think about a survivor or, and someone who's been in an intimate partner violence and we say like, why did they stay? Yeah. Why did they stay? And many times it's because they've the trauma bonded with this person, right? They've bonded, connected with this individual who's the abuser. And for many children, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, they bond. This How confusing is it yeah. that someone who loved, supposed to love and care about you, mistreated you or, or was violent towards you or yeah. abused you? And so for me, when we say those things... It, it feels as if if we say hey this wasn't okay then we're having to turn our whole world upside down then yeah. we're having to do the bigger work right yeah. then we're having to like notice in ourselves what needs work and what needs support and what needs healing versus if i say like yeah it was fine there's nothing to heal here yeah 
um, because it's so painful to look back and think like, wow, that person did that to me and they were supposed to love and care for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's true. They weren't supposed to hurt you, right? Yeah. And then it manifests deeply into other relationships when it's not seen, right? So um, challenges with communication into partner relationships. um, I mean, what can we just the lack of self-regulation, um, the capacity to read social cues, the capacity to give empathy, the capacity to be able to compassionately just listen to someone. Yeah. Um, and that is a skill for all relationships. It's not just for my partner. It's yeah. how I get along with my friends. It's how I see. And there can be a development of a lot of toxic patterns, right? So mm-hmm. codependent relationships can happen also, you know, the, the need to fill a void with addictions or, yeah. you know, so a lot of people will say, I'm, I'm okay, but where there's also an addiction possibly in life, yes. you know, and I see addictions, I think, as um, if we think about it in the trauma-informed lens of that everyone's just trying to feel good. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just trying to feel good. And for many of us, these coping skills were given to us when we were children, so one of the ways is finding how easily drugs, food, shopping yeah. <laughs> can fill that hole and feel yeah. like, oh, this feels good right now. Because we're in a society where we don't talk about emotions or feelings, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially in our culture. I mean, we don't talk. It's been, it's hard to. It's hard to address those, those feelings. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sometimes if there's a problem in the family, Okay, nothing dice nada, pero that big elephant in the yeah. room, right? It keeps going from like yeah. years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, después, no, pues hace 20 años, nunca te dije esto, pero uh-huh. pues, and then salen, and it's like, okay, it's good, better late than never, right? But it could have been great yeah. <laughs> right before. Yeah. Or like my, my mom and my grandmother have a very like, her, her, there was a lot of harm done. So it's like every time they get together, it's like, ¿Y tú no te acuerdas que esto? And it escalates. Oh, yes. And it's like, oh. ¿Y tú me hiciste esto? And it's like, Mom. Yeah. Like, but, you know, we need yeah. therapy, Mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like ¿qué? No, eso es para locos. Eso no, es para locos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo no. Yo no. There's yeah. also, I want to bring up something that, like, as I talk about my mom, resonates mm-hmm. a lot, is about, um, like, religious beliefs. Oh, yeah. And that that'll take away our pain. And yeah. I think that there's a difference between prayer and meditation and, mm-hmm. and praying. And then there's another one where we like say, pues, así lo quería Dios. Yeah. You know, and that can be kind of harmful too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to minimize or, or to take away from people who believe mm-hmm. in God or in religion. I just think that it's something that we should reflect on as a community is to think about how much religion or was posed as a threat, even a form of yes, abuse. That's so true, yeah. My mom would tell me, Diosito te está viendo, and it was like oh. manipulation, <laughs> and I was so scared, and God is not, yeah, Dios no era, like, that's not of God. God was really, like, loving and yes, caring. Yes, and, and somehow it got turned into, like, manipulation or, like... The fear. The fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, my... Yeah, I could totally understand that yeah and, and you know what sometimes I'll have like um family members will be like oh tengo una amiga que está pasando por algo and things like that right and I'm like okay and then to me it's like oh my god it's child abuse 
I'm like, you get, that's like a strange, I, you have to do a report. Okay, lo, okay, pues vamos a hablar con el padre. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't know el padre and all these things. But then I was like, so what happened? Like, I'll, I'll forget about it. And then months later, they're like, oh, no, pues ya, se hizo como una investigación, pero we're praying on it, que no pase otra vez. I'm like, yeah. okay, you can pray on it. But I always said, you know, God has us here on this planet as human beings to be together, to help each other, mm -hmm. to educate each other, um, and learning how to ask for help. And, you know, and that's one of the things I see also um, whenever there's like the trauma or abuse happening. It's like, it's, it's sometimes challenging for people to know how to ask for help in different ways. And asking for help, but also later saying thank you for the help. I think those two yeah. are so important, right. you know, because um, then we know, okay, if, you know, as a parenting instructor, if a family comes back and says, gracias, because it's changed my whole family. Like, it feels yeah. so good, and it yeah. motivates us to continue to keep going. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So I think those two go together. But, um, so yeah, I guess that I got hit growing up, and I turned out fine. I guess pretty much what we're trying to say is, like, no. Like, you're not fine. No. And it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. You know, right? Mm -hmm. And it's important just to, um, at some point, everyone's life is so different. Everyone's going to be ready to ask for help at their own time. It's pretty much what it ends up, right? What yeah. do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, every, and I, I think there's also been a big wave of, uh, or push for people to, to, like, dig deep into their childhood traumas, mm -hmm. and that's how you heal. And that can be very scary. And so I just want to also add that every healing comes at every at your pace and when you want to and when you're ready. Mm -hmm. And that it looks like little steps. There's yeah. not like these big monumental things that like, now my whole life has changed. I, I get weary of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's not how healing happens. And yeah. healing ha is painful and hard and difficult and dark. And it's not easy. So... Mm -hmm. Definitely feel like it, t it comes at your own time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And you don't have to revisit every single trauma piece because yeah. I think people think, "Well, I have to think, dig, dig, dig." The digger I deep, the, the you know, like the, the yeah, the digger, uh -huh. the 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 deeper I dig. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The yeah. deeper I dig, then that means I'm getting more healing. No, like mm -hmm. that's not the case. I don't want us to think that that's how a healing is. Is that there's an all there's so many ways of being able to to heal and, and part of that is at your own pace and that's the most important piece exactly exactly and that's like you know the situation that happened we can't do anything about it anymore right yeah. it's the past but what we can focus on are those thoughts that we continue to feed into and start and we believe because when yeah. we believe them we start behaving them right yeah yeah so yeah that's that's great mm -hmm. um what you're saying um so what about like for example some tips for parents that they can use when feeling frustrated with your children instead of gravitating to violence. Yeah. Um, maybe just some few yeah. um, tips that you can give. So one of the first ones that I share is self-compassion. And that everything that I share or like that I think about parenting is a practice. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. Every day we get to practice what we... Yeah. You know, the day after is not going to be the same as today. Mm -hmm. You know, and or you know yesterday today tomorrow well, every every day is a practicing period and so we don't have to be perfect and as a matter of fact we welcome the conflicts and the ruptures in these relationships mm -hmm. because we want our children to feel normalized and that that's a human experience the human experience isn't that we're always happy and joyful yeah. and 
we have parents who don't show their feelings. No, children know and they, they can know and they can understand, right? So one of the, the practices that I think about is self-compassion. And self-compassion looks like I, I had a hard day. I responded this way. I'm trying my very best, mm-hmm. right? I'm doing the best that I can. I am a good enough parent. You know, some people forget that you have to, in the books, and I mean, yeah. and you you know this, like in teaching, is, oh, mm-hmm. you have to be as a good enough parent. Exactly, yes. No perfect parent. You know what? Some parents think, I just don't want to be enough. They don't understand it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Just, so maybe, can you explain to them what, because some people think, I just don't want to be enough. I want to be great. Right? Yeah. But yeah. can you explain to them what that means? A good enough parent is a parent who can validate experiences who doesn't do it 100% of the time, mm-hmm. who has a, fa- a base of, okay, this is feelings, logic, safety, responds to the child when they're in distress, um, holds the feelings, mm-hmm. right? Not all the time, again. Um, who has ruptures with their children. Ruptures mm-hmm. means like a disconnection or a conflict, who then comes back to be able to repair that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so a good enough parent is one who's creating and also meeting basic needs right in addition to the emotional needs but it's it's just basically like a parent who that it's not a perfect parent who's not who's listening to the needs of the child you know and who's not doing it perfectly every day i am going to say that if someone says they're doing perfect parenting they are lying (laughs) yes they are run away fast (laughs) from any parenting program or anything that says you have to do it this way yeah, or when they sometimes I'll get parents they'll say, well, you know what? There's nothing wrong with my child. Like he's he's good. He's good. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? There's always they have their moments. No one's perfect. You know, not, that doesn't mean you're a bad parent. A bad you, the children are bad. It's just like they're just human. They're just human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so going back to that self, a lot of self compassion. Um, thinking about what does it mean for me when I'm calm. What, what do I need when I'm calm? So, so that's a sort of like a reflective question around like in connection to self-regulation. So before I exploded, what happened, mm-hmm. right? Did I need rest? So I'm thinking about basic human needs. Did mm-hmm. I need rest, sleep, water, eating, you know, and thinking about some tools that may help. So meditation, water, deep breathing, mm-hmm. exercise is so important, yeah. movement, um, time for yourself. And I think when we explode or when we're angry at our children or we're turning towards violence, it's really like a, for me, it's like a little yellow light blinking, saying, hey, you need to take care of a yourself. Warning, warning, yeah. warning, you need to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so... Um, so part of that is also exploring, like, what is it that I need when I when I'm, you know, when I need to be calm, when, what is it, what does it look like to feel calm? And when we've experienced trauma and chaos, we don't know what that is. Yeah. We don't know. It's hard to get there and it's hard to understand that, you know? So, and then another piece is always going back and saying, I'm sorry to our children. Yeah. I'm sorry that I acted this way. You know, and an apology is very different. It's different than saying, I'm sorry because you made me do this. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, I yelled because I was scared. Mm-hmm. 
owning our being account I talk about compassionate mm-hmm. accountability being compassionately accountable to myself around like I yelled I I'm sorry my I was feeling scared mm-hmm. mommy's trying to do her mommy's trying to be better yeah right um and owning the behavior in that way so I think I named a couple things right like yeah, self-compassion yeah. thinking about what makes me calm self-regulation skills waters a big one Um, putting your hands under tap cold water when you're feeling like you're going mm. to explode. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, walking, um, so many out there, meditation, and then repairing, mm-hmm. right? When we're going to have these experiences and we can come back and repair and apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and noticing in your body where you feel the anger or where you're beginning to feel the anger. And all of these are practices that you do when you're not angry. Yeah. So that you have a like a coping toolbox. Yeah, to the, use. The body pretty much gives you that sign ahead of time, right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Those are good tips too, to take in consideration and and yeah, like you were saying, saying sorry to our kids. It's not just yell. It's a lot of times pendeja or pendejo or like ah, oh, that's just you know, and they see yeah. all these things and later it's como que nothing happened. And it's like yeah. no, a lot of things just happen. Like. And that, that teaches our kids as well to later come back and be like, you know what, mommy or daddy, I'm sorry, because they saw it from yeah. us first, right? Right. So that's, that's really, um, those are good, great tips. So what would you say to the parent who grew up being um, punished with abuse? I think we did touch base a little bit of that, but just kind of like to end it in a note where it's like, like if you had them right in front of you and they're just telling you like, ugh, I don't know how. Like, I use a minute. Yeah. So, I think the first off that we that I always talk about is having a lot of, like, curiosity and empathy. Mm-hmm. And being like, I, I'm, I'm hearing you. Like, you didn't deserve this. Yeah. This was really hard on you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so, acknowledging the experience and validating that. Yeah. Um, and also saying, like, you know, you... this you are perfect the way you are, mm-hmm. you know, and this, despite these experiences, despite what happened to you. Um, so I think there's so much to be said, like yeah. there's so much we can say about, but when I hear, when you hear someone say like, oh, I've, I've been this, you know, this is, this did nothing to me. I always get, I always get sad and like yeah. hurt by that. I mean, I don't know what other pieces you would add to yeah. that. No, yeah. I, I, can understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. as to like you know getting sad over it because then it just means that they're they continue to um push it to the side and it's gonna creep up later and who knows in what manner yeah like you were talking about earlier right the addictions and relationships sometimes domestic violence yeah. and uh it, it, it's there's a lot obviously and i know that with this podcast this is just like and it like like a, a small yeah you know <laughs> yeah we talked we, we we talked about a lot in a little bit of time yeah where we can exactly. like go into like five different podcasts right? exactly <laughs> from it. exactly um but this is where you can reach out to latinx parenting and get their input and go to their classes right you guys offer classes and is, is there any upcoming um we're taking a little bit of a break we just had two series okay. um that we completed in Whittier and in Long Beach and we're building our online content so that's Good. that'll be coming up in August um, and in September so hopeful for that Good. Um, and we 
do a lot of parent coaching. So if you're looking for individual parent coaching, you know, that's also available. I also wanted to say, like, for those parents who say, like, can I change the cycle? And I've been abused. Does that mean I'm going to be an abuser? Mm -hmm. And a lot of research now has shown that that's not true, right? Yeah. That you can change that. Exactly. So, um, and through these, through, I mean, you also get yeah. parenting mm -hmm. through, uh, through us that um, just think out and ask for support. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just implementing that new knowledge to be able to see change, right, in yeah. our lives. Because if we become stubborn, narrow minded, obviously, there's no growth. No. Like, no growth, so we just have to be able to to ask for help, and um, you will be able to get more information on Latinx Parenting. I will link it on the on Instagram, and you can follow them, support them, and help That'd them out. That would be great. Um, but uh, thank you so much. Thank you, you so much for sharing. Um, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. It's an honor. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for accepting, and I know we're, like, crazy schedules and stuff we yeah. made it happen we made it happen <laughs> <laughs> i know so thank you chicana months for listening just remember you're worthy and you are loved adios thank you so much for listening to me i would love to hear from you you can follow me on instagram at chicana moms podcast and on instagram as also at chicana health coach. Gracias.